and welcome to another week's episode of Curiosities in Psychology. So today I thought I'd chat a little bit about relationships and why we sometimes make strange relationship choices or stay in relationships that aren't quite healthy for us. So maybe you've been in a relationship where you kind of know it's not quite right for you or it doesn't quite fit or you get out of a relationship and later think back and kind of go, why did I stay in that for so long? So I want to start firstly by saying that there are a lot of different types of relationships and reasons that people are in relationships. Um, And there are many different things to explore there. And there are stacks of other podcasts on relationships in general and the different types of relationships. And relationships can change over time. People can feel content in all kinds of relationships. And you can always work on a relationship and try and make it fit both your needs better. But the specific focus of this podcast is just to discuss why when you yourself feel like a relationship isn't quite right for you, you stick with it anyway. And this is something that only you feel. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about the relationship. It's about how you feel inside or you have felt in one in the past. I also want to say that I have definitely not done a PhD in relationships. So I have not extensively studied all the different types of relationships that exist. But I do know and want to discuss some of the kinds of theories that suggest why we tend to make kind of strange relationship choices or stick to a relationship that we know deep down isn't quite right for us. So before we discuss any of the theories around relationships, I want to start just by chatting about the very start of a relationship and getting into it. So there's a few things I'll mention at the start that might seem pretty obvious, but they're still worth mentioning because sometimes we do these things kind of subconsciously. So there are two things I'm going to discuss initially. The first one is loneliness. So loneliness is so common these days, even though in some ways we're able to be more in touch than ever with social media. A lot of people are still physically really lonely. And a study by Berkham University in America suggested that loneliness will be the next biggest health crisis above obesity. That's how widespread the consequences and the effects of loneliness actually are. And it's the same here in Australia. Loneliness is a big problem, especially after COVID. Um, So a study by Swinburne University found that half of all Australians reported feeling more lonely after COVID and after lockdown. So it's kind of no wonder that individuals who feel this way will reach out to anyone that they can to try and feel close with. Um, And fair enough too, this can also lead to really happy and really fulfilling relationships. Um, It's great to go out and form different relationships of all different kinds if you're feeling lonely. But it can also sometimes lead to us feeling kind of stuck in a relationship that we're not really happy with, but not wanting to leave because you don't want to feel lonely. But the ironic thing is if you're in an unfulfilling relationship or a relationship where you don't truly feel connected to your partner, this can literally lead to you feeling more lonely than if you weren't in a relationship to start with. Now, I'm not saying this isn't something that can't be fixed. You can always have a chat to your partner about how you're feeling. Um, But again, I'm specifically referring to relationships where you might just struggle to connect on that emotional level, or you just kind of fell into the relationship because of loneliness, but you know it's not quite right for you. The second reason people might make relationship choices that they're not exactly happy with or might not be very healthy for them is because of fear of missing out, also known as FOMO. I'm actually going to do a separate podcast specifically on FOMO because I feel like it's so prevalent these days. Um, particularly with social media popping up in our faces all the time with different events to attend and friends doing this and that and we feel constantly feel like we should be doing more but FOMO also applies to relationships and again a lot of this is due to social media and people getting into relationships and posting pics with their partner and getting engaged and getting married and there seems to be this almost fear Um, or social pressure and people who aren't in a relationship to get into one quickly so that they don't miss out on all these life experiences. Um, And also sometimes this need 
to hurry people along, even if they haven't been in a relationship for a long period of time. And obviously, again, if that's a choice that you and your partner are both happy with, then that's great. But it's way more important to make sure that the relationship you're in is actually right for you and that you as a couple feel happy with what stage you're at and how you're progressing, despite what other people think or despite other social pressures that you might be feeling. And again, I know that sounds really obvious, but it can be hard to follow when you constantly feel this social pressure. So there's a theory called social exchange theory, which suggests that we engage in relationships based on a kind of cost benefits analysis. So we might subconsciously or even consciously perceive certain benefits that outweigh potential cost. Um, And this is an entirely personal choice. So some people might prioritize um, having kids. Some people might prioritize people that have it interest in work life but the interesting thing here is that if you've been in a relationship for an extended period of time so let's say it was a bit rocky at the start or it just didn't feel great but you kind of stuck with it maybe you were lonely maybe you were bored or I don't know maybe you thought that there was um you're being open-minded and you thought that there was potential there so a few months down the track or a little while down the track you're feeling a bit unsure about it but the reason you stick with it is often because by that time we feel like there must have been a reason that we stayed with it for so long. Like if many months or a year has passed, we kind of unconsciously think that there must have been a reason we got into it in the first place and there must have been a reason we stuck with it. So we might as well keep sticking with it now. And this applies even if you were actually unsure from the beginning. Our brains work in funny ways and kind of change the way we think about things over time. So this applies to other areas of life as well. Also, people in general are pretty lazy. Like we are known to be lazy. So sometimes people will just stay in relationships that are just okay because they literally can't be bothered changing. And again, fair enough. It can be hard to make that decision, especially if it's been kind of a long-term relationship, but you might be missing out on something that works a lot better for you and your partner might be missing out on something that works better for them. So it's important to kind of constantly reflect throughout all stages of any relationship um, to see if you're both getting your needs met. Another reason people might get into and stay in relationships that aren't necessarily healthy for them is because of our different attachment styles. So people like things that are familiar to them and that's often why people get into relationships with others who reflect other relationships that they've had in their lives because it's familiar. So attachment theory suggests that our early experiences shaped our patterns of attachment and influence our relationship choices later in life, which is true to an extent, but there are relationships you have later in life also that make a huge difference. Like if you're in a relationship that's a bit toxic and maybe it's a bit of a roller coaster. Um, like you have all this excitement and all these highs, but then you have big fights and arguments. And I think that relationship style can be quite common and it's represented quite a lot in pop culture as well. Like in TV shows, um, like Friends, Ross and Rachel constantly have ups and downs throughout the entire 10 years that they filmed it. Um, but also movies like The Notebook and other things. This kind of relationship is represented quite a lot. So if you get into a relationship kind of like this, then you'd be more likely to seek it out again. So if you get into a relationship with someone that's actually stable um, and makes you feel kind of calmer, you might question it because you're like, well, where's all the adrenaline? Like, aren't I supposed to be feeling ups and downs all the time? Where is all the excitement? So it can genuinely be hard to kind of relearn that being in a relationship that isn't constantly up and down and having highs and lows and constantly moving about or whatever can actually be good for you not to be in and can actually be a lot healthier long-term. So we're generally attracted to relationships that we've experienced before, which might be good sometimes and other times it might not be. But it takes conscious effort for us to get out of these kind of relationship cycles that might not be the healthiest choice for us. 
So I think the important thing is to approach every relationship with an open mind and willingness to learn about your future partner because there's always potential and there's always room to change and to grow with your partner in whatever way works for both of you. But I think it's also really crucial to make sure that you know yourself as well and that you know your own needs and your own values before you rush into any kind of relationship, whether that's due to loneliness or social pressure or because you just want a relationship. Just be comfortable being with yourself first and then that will naturally attract people who are right for you as you are. Thank you for listening to this episode, guys. As always, if you want to find out more, head to my Instagram, TikTok or Facebook pages um, and check out YouTube and Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting platforms for more episodes. Thanks again and I'll see you next Friday.